Your Sexual Self Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. Hello, hello. Happy Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever day you're listening to this podcast. I am so excited to get into today's interview with our very special guest, Brandi Edwards. She can be found on Instagram at the Self Love Challenge, which is perfect because that's exactly what this episode is entirely about, self-love. And I feel that this word, or these words rather, self-love, it can really be seen as a buzzword, if you will. I feel like self-care and sex care and self-love is all something that we have heard throughout our lives. However, I will be the first to tell you that self-love is a journey. And that's exactly what Brandy is here to share with us today. So she's actually the founder of the self-love challenge and she is from dallas texas her and i got to connect last year um, when we teamed up together and we actually never had met each other before we met through a mutual friend and we attended the rachel hollis rise business conference last year let me tell you brandy is one of the most bubbly energetic welcoming people i've ever met in my entire life this girl is a talker and when you think of something that is that is in the business of networking, oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel I have met, I met so many people at that conference because of Brandy. She's the person that will walk up to you and start conversation and, and get to know you and, and just feel like you're somebody that's really being heard. So I'm so excited for you all to be able to hear from her and hear from her journey on self-love and exactly what this self-love challenge is. So without further ado, Welcome, Brandy. I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? I am doing great. I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm so thrilled to have you and I'm excited to tell you the story. So the real reason why I reached out to you, um, obviously you're amazing, but I, I recently started EMDR therapy and my therapist was telling me about the importance of self-care and self-love and all this. And she asked me, she's like, so what does self-love mean to you? And I was freaking stumped. Like I was like, I literally talk about this all the time. And immediately when she asked that, you popped into my mind. Like you, I was like, when I think of self-love, I literally think of you. And when we met a year ago and you talking about self-love and the importance of it and how it's such a journey that we go through and especially as women, how important it is. And so after that, I, you know, I believe in the universe and all the signals and stuff. And so I thought, man, Brandy immediately popped into my mind. I need to reach out to her. I know that she has a story to share that that I need to probably hear and that my listeners for sure need to hear. So seriously, thank you so much for being here and doing the work that you do. You are welcome. I love that. I was unaware of that. So that's that's <laughs> going to make this even better today. <laughs> yes. So tell tell us about your, so you founded the Self-Love Challenge. Tell our listeners, what what exactly is that? The Self-Love Challenge is my platform that I use to motivate, empower, and challenge others to love themselves while 
they work on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I do this with coaching individually or speaking. I do a lot of speaking engagements, which has really evolved over time into different topics and audiences, but it all started with self-love. And I love that you were asked what self-love is to you, because really, to me, I treat self-love as a lifestyle. A lot of people think of self-love as this body positive movement or body positivity movement, which is great, or they think of self-love as positive affirmations and just being optimistic about your body and accepting it all of the time, which is also great. But to me, self-love really is a lifestyle where it's everything that we choose to do or not do, and especially in the pursuit of our happiness, doing more things that make us happy, that make us feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's really a process. And it all started by me really going to hot yoga to work on a goal of a physical goal that I had to just improve my body in different ways because health and fitness has always been a big part of my life. But what I realized, the more that I was showing up on the mat is I was having these internal thoughts and reflections and my mindset started to shift. And I remember looking in the mirror one day and being at peace with my body, even though I wanted to work on different things and become stronger or leaner, but it really was a beautiful process. And it's a never ending process. I am still evolving in my self-love journey. And I think that's what's so important for you and your listeners to know is that it's not like this milestone that you achieve where I've reached full acceptance and I love myself fully because we're always going to have challenges and obstacles and we have our inner critic that doesn't go away, but we can learn how to silence or quieten our inner critic and, and choose to be confident because really it is a choice to love yourself. And if you can have negative thoughts about yourself, you can choose to have positive thoughts about yourself as well. Yes, I love that. And I love that you again mentioned that it is a journey and it's not it's not that just one day you're going to wake up and think, okay, here I am, I made it. Um, because yeah, you're exactly right, especially in the world that we live in and what we see in the media, it's it's thing after thing after thing about us, you know, for different ways for us to criticize ourselves and not even not even around our body, you know, mental health comes into a play of this and so many other things are, you know, comparison to other people that you see doing well in your life. And so, yeah, there's always going to be those challenges that we face. Um, So what, what would you say are the major things that come up when you're, when you're working with people that are on this journey of self-love? The big thing I see is lack of confidence. And when you are not confident in one area of your life, it really has a ripple effect in other areas. Just like when you become more confident, it can have a positive effect in your life. And so lack of confidence is just something that we all can work on to become better at and to feel better about ourselves in different aspects of our lives, not just our body, but becoming confident in who we are, the value that we provide to the world and trusting. So the self-confidence piece in general, where do you feel like this comes from for people to have this negativity around their, around their self-confidence? What do you hear most from people? A lot of it seems to revolve around comparison. And there's so many reasons for that, you know, how people grew up, what their personal experiences were, how they were treated, if they have trauma, all different uh, experiences play into this, but a lot of people compare themselves to other people, which is normal. You are looking at other people and what they're doing or not doing or how they look or different things like that. 
what's not normal is to stay stuck there and choose to focus on your inner critic rather than your inner cheerleader is what I like to call it. Mm. And when you are constantly comparing yourself to other people, you're going to fall short every single time. You are contributing to your unhappiness when you continue to compare yourself to other people. And so it's taking steps to overcome that, which I kind of created an acronym for it, NAG, because Mm -hmm. I feel like you have that inner critic that's constantly nagging at you. And so it's to notice it, acknowledge it and take action and then practice gratitude. And so that is something very simple that people can do when they realize they're in the middle of it. So say you are out and about somewhere or you're scrolling social media and you start to feel these negative thoughts about yourself and you realize that you're comparing yourself to someone else. Start with noticing it. And you are noticing what you're doing in the moment so you don't spiral out of control down that slippery slope into that negative mindset. And then you acknowledge it and take action. So you redirect your thoughts, redirect your thoughts in a positive way. Focus on yourself. What are your strengths? And that's where the G component gratitude. Practice gratitude for your strengths. Highlight your strengths, not your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. because we all have ways that we can improve and become better. But when you are focused on comparing yourself to someone else, you always fall short and Mm -hmm. it contributes to your happiness. And so it's just so important to choose to build yourself up instead of tear yourself down. And it's all a choice and it takes work and it takes time. And so while I'm years into my self-love journey, I can still feel that comparison where I'm noticing what other people are doing and then I start comparing myself. But I am so much further along in my journey than where I used to be, where I can overcome it a lot quicker than I used to by redirecting my thoughts, redirecting my actions and focusing and highlighting my, my strengths and not where I may fall short sometimes. Yeah. And I love too, that you said that it's, you're focusing on wanting to be better or healthier, whatever that word is to categorize that. That doesn't mean that where you are right now isn't good enough or that you are not worthy enough. And yeah, so I love that kind of ties in again with the, that this is going to be, this is going to be a journey. This is something that you're always going to be working on. So I'm curious for, from your perspective and kind of your personal journey on this, what was, what was life like for you before sort of practicing this self-love for yourself versus what life looks like now for you? Life before self-love was very interesting because I didn't know that I lacked it. I didn't start this journey realizing that I needed to improve how I felt about myself in different ways. I just felt like it was normal Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you have those talks with your girlfriends about, oh, I'm these negative comments, for example, of I'm so fat or I need to lose weight or all of these things, I just kind of felt like it was normal. I was so used to this for so many years. I didn't really find self-love until my 30s. And so that's three decades of just being unhappy with my body. And I feel like before I found self-love, it was, I was always working on something, Mm -hmm. feeling like when I accomplish this, when I achieve that, then I will love my body. Mm -hmm. And that was really centered around physical goals of when I lose the five pounds, when I can fit back into those jeans, when I have abs, when I don't see cellulite. And I was just chasing something that I realized it was never making me happy because whenever I achieved whatever milestone I thought would make me happy or I thought would make me feel better, mm-hmm. it never did. It was always and something else that I was focusing on. So self-love really started for me when I made a choice to accept myself in the moment without conditions. 
And that is why I love to say love yourself while you work on yourself Mm -hmm. because it means you love yourself during the work, not after. And it doesn't mean that you can't love and accept who you are, but still have goals and want to work on yourself in a variety of different ways. So loving yourself during the work, loving yourself without conditions, but choosing to evolve into the best version of yourself. That is self-love and it's a process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what would you say would be one or two habits that somebody could start implementing in their life if they're listening to this right now and they are telling themselves like, okay, enough is enough. Like I'm sick of beating myself up. I'm sick of never celebrating any of the wins. I'm sick of always working on the next thing. What are, what are something that are some things that they could implement into their day-to-day life that can really help make a difference or follow up with this? So one thing that they can do starts with their thoughts and choosing their cheerleader over their critic, because we all have that inner critic that likes to keep us small, keep us away from our potential, tell us we're not good enough so that we stay in our comfort zone. We don't take action or it holds us back or we repeat patterns that don't serve us. So choosing your inner cheerleader over your critic. And, and that's again, going back to noticing your thoughts. And when you go into the mirror, for example, When you start to have a negative thought about yourself, whatever it is, about your life, about your body, anything, when you notice that, choose to say something positive instead. Mm -hmm. And while you might not believe it in the moment, the more that you do that, the more that you will. And the reason the negative thoughts feel so believable and more comfortable is because you've told your brain, you've told yourself that so much over the years. And so that's just one thing is just always choosing that inner cheerleader and focusing and highlighting on your strengths. Another action or habit that people can focus on is giving themselves compassion and grace. Mm-hmm. Stop being so hard on yourself. You are a work in progress. You always will be if you choose to become a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So give yourself grace and compassion for not being perfect. No one is perfect. It might look like other people are, but choose to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that you said it might look like other people are because, of course, when it comes to social media and whatnot, we're only going to show what we want to be seen. You know, no, we don't see the behind the scenes things. And I, I think that's especially for the people out there, you know, celebrity lifestyles and things like that, or even for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, I'm sure you can relate early on the entrepreneurship, comparing yourselves to other people that were li- living this glamorous life, you know, always vacationing and, and, and just making, making all the money and stuff. And you're like, gosh, like when, when am I going to get there? And so it's like, you're, you're there now if you, if you choose to believe that. And as you said, you're always going to be working towards something. Something, but loving yourself in that process. And, and I love your, your nag analogy as well, because that gratitude practice, even that was something when I was, when I started working on this, this journey for myself, waking up and writing down five things that I was grateful for every single day. And if I forgot to do it in the morning, I made sure to do it before I went to bed. So that way I was able, I was able to pull things from my life that were already happening that I was grateful for and not wishing for something to be different or not dwelling on what I didn't have in life. And that was really a huge game changer for me. And my husband even started doing the same practice. So um, that would be, I think, something that somebody listening to this could also implement in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any uh, resources, any podcasts or books or anything that you would recommend for people to that are looking to step into this journey? A great book that I recommend to a lot of people, I call her the mother of self-love, is Louise Hay. And she wrote a book called You Can Heal Your Life. 
And it really walks the reader through different ways that they can implement self-love in a variety of different ways and just really starting that journey. And it's going to look different for everyone. I started my journey by by going to yoga and in trying to transform my body. And I ended up transforming my mind. Mm -hmm. Some people may be happy with their physical appearance, but they're not happy with how they talk to themselves and how they speak to themselves. And so maybe they need that mental transformation and some mindset shifts that they need to make. And so everyone has to meet themselves where they are Mm -hmm. and detach from the outcome and detach from the timeline of when you think you're going to be at a certain place in this journey and just allow it to naturally and organically evolve. And the journey is beautiful. It's not always easy, but when you start to get to a place where you just have that acceptance Mm -hmm. of yourself yeah, and you have that compassion for yourself and you can bless and release the past because you're not defined by your past, but what you choose to do about it that's where you really start to see the transformation happen. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested in just some steps and some guided journaling, I have a free six-page PDF that people can go download at www.selfloveshift.com. And I created that at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 when I was getting asked to speak to different organizations about prioritizing themselves and self-care because mm-hmm. we were all struggling in different ways. And so it's it's centered around that, about prioritizing yourself during stressful times, but really it's applicable at any point when you're wanting to focus on self-care and gives you action steps and prompts to think about on how you can do that. I love that. And I will definitely get that again from you so we can link it in the show notes for them to easily um, get to because that's amazing. I think having a handout like that, it it gives, I'm sure, them, like you said, them prompts to think about because for somebody that's just new to this, it's probably hard to think of even where where to start. So for sure, we'll link that in the show notes. I think that's great. Um, And same thing with the book that you recommended as well. Do you have any any other closing advice for people that are looking to step into this this new them? Especially, I think this is a perfect time of year. We're just you know beginning a new year, so you I'm sure you've heard "New Year, New Me" mentality, right? Right. <laughs> so, any other adv- words of advice for them? With respect to self love and the journey, I just want your listeners to know that you cannot hate yourself into loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You can only love yourself when you start to make the choice that you were going to love yourself. Mm. You can't do it the other way around because you're not ever going to make any progress. You cannot hate yourself into loving yourself. And so that goes back to what I said earlier is if you can choose negative thoughts, you can also choose positive thoughts Mm. and then positive actions. Do things that empower you rather than disempower you and learn to love how learn to Love yourself while you work on yourself and not wait. Stop waiting. You can love yourself now as you evolve. Yes. 
I love that. This is giving me all the feels. Like I just, I want to just hug myself. And if you're listening right now, not if you're driving, but just hug yourself and appreciate yourself for where you are in life right now. Um, and there was another thing that you said that I wanted to tap into. You said that this all started with you when you decided to try hot yoga. And it's, I'm assuming that was the first time and you eventually went and you kept going. And like you said, you went there to make some physical changes and you instead made mental changes and emotional changes. And I would then also just leave on this, like for people listening, try something new in your life. You know, for, for, I can relate when I started doing kickboxing classes or even my spin classes, you know, and, and maybe it's an exercise thing. I don't know, but those endorphins are being released. You're pushing yourself outside of a com- of your comfort zone. And that's where the magic happens, right? We've seen all of the diagrams and memes around this, but when you can put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, the way that you react and what you do in those moments, it, it can make such a difference in our lives. So now that things are here in Michigan anyways, finally starting to open back up, look, reach out to your local gym or start maybe talking with a, a group of people that are in a book club that are on the self-love journey. You know, there's tons and tons of resources and networking events out there, I'm sure. Absolutely. And and that is the challenge aspect of the self-love challenge. Challenge yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. And a simple way that you can practice self-love because it is a lifestyle a simple way to get started is to do something that makes you happy. Prioritize your happiness. Maybe there's a hobby that you haven't made time for. Maybe there's something you want to learn or experience. Maybe there's something that brought you joy years ago that life got in the way and you haven't really experienced it in a while. So also in, in this self-love journey, I encourage your listeners to create a definition of what self-love means to them, because it's going to be different for everyone. But when you start with the framework of self-love as a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? What do you need to start doing? What do you need to stop doing and create your own definition? And it can change and evolve from time to time. But that is a great, a a few ideas to get people started. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Thank you again so much, Brandy. Um, I mentioned in the beginning, but one more time, where can people follow you on social media or what's your preferred contact if somebody wanted to reach out for coaching? If someone wants to reach out to me for coaching or potential speaking engagement, the best way to get in contact with me is emailing me at theselflovechallenge at gmail.com. Simple. I like it. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. I, like I said, this episode has given me all the feels and it, it'll be launching right at the beginning of the year. So I think it's perfect timing for people that are really wanting to take and continue that shift that we had in 2020 and continue to evolve and, and work on themselves. I know when we were chatting before recording, we talked about how 2020 allowed us to learn a lot about our, ourselves. And so I think that this episode can really help a lot of people that are looking to make this change and that are looking to love themselves. I know that sounds so cliche, but legit, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself where you're at. And I promise you, your day-to-day life is going to look so much better when you choose to express gratitude and focus on the positive things in life. I know you agree. (laughs) Absolutely. That is a great way to paraphrase and summarize this entire episode. (laughs) For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Brandy. And I look forward to possibly having you on again in the future. I would love that. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. 
I'll see you next week. And until then, keep owning your sexual self.